Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Drunk Tank. <laughs> Hello, Ohio. We got the rocking intro today. <laughs> What's All up? Right. up? What's up, guys? Not Good. much. It's Gus, Jeff, and Jack. That's hey, your names, right? That's my name. Uh, as yes, one, and, uh, one of those two. We're doing the name. podcast. We might get a fourth later. We'll see. I hope so. I hope we have a fourth. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty it's good, uh, Gus. How are a, you? I hope this doesn't become an Achievement Hunter podcast with no. you guys uh, You guys here. All right, let's do hey. it. <laughs> what do you want to talk about first? Well, I think the the big item everyone's talking about or thinking about at least is... Tron uh, the video game? Tron the video game. <laughs> I saw you playing that a lot yesterday. I played it yesterday. How is that game? It's okay. How's the movie? Uh, I don't know. It comes out that. next week? Uh, the 17th. The video game is, uh, you know, it's okay. It's like a Prince of Persia style game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It seems like uh, they like that. Uh, there's some slow-mo effect where you jump in the air and mm-hmm. throw a disc that they mm-hmm. show over and over from when I saw you playing. Think like Prince of Persia meets Mirror's Edge. Okay. And that's pretty much the game. Two games I never played. Yeah, in, there you go. In the grid. In the grid. I can't believe I never played Mirror's Edge. I think I saw you playing I, it briefly and I just never picked it up. Dude, uh, if it helps, I can't believe I'm playing Tron Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> well, you play a lot of weird games for Achievement uh, Hunter. To, yeah. I bought the uh, the soundtrack for Tron Legacy last night. All right. The, the Daft Punk soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty good, but one thing I noticed, though, the the uh, the titles of the songs actually spoil bits of the movie. If you've seen the first movie, it spoils bits of the movie, I think. It which, spoils bits of a 25-year-old movie? No, 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 of the new movie. <laughs> How do you know if you haven't seen the new movie? Well, I'm assuming it does. I I haven't seen the new movie yet, but there's stuff in the title that's like, oh, well, shit. Like, I don't want to say anything because I hate spoilers. Right. But yeah, so if you do buy the soundtrack, you can buy it without reading the titles. Go for it. Don't read any titles. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't look at your uh, your music player while it's playing. (laughs) But anyway, it's a pretty badass soundtrack. I listened to it last night while I was playing WoW, and it fit very, very well. That, uh, they had that music video, didn't they? That Daft Punk music video that was like cut in with uh, yeah, with yeah. footage from the movie for yeah, that song "Derezzed." I think uh, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's one one of the cool songs. But yeah, they're actually in the movie too. Like they've got they've got <laughs> their, their Daft Punk outfits. Is that their Tron eyes now? It's, it's pretty cool. All right. Well, I don't want to see the film anymore. <laughs> Are you guys going to anyway, see that? It sounds up? as cool as putting uh, Backstreet Boys in Star Wars. <laughs> they weren't in Star Wars. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. It was supposed it was, it was supposed to be in sync, I think, and they never actually showed up. Are you sure? I, Gus Internet? Oh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm about 90% positive they're not actually in it. Because there was a huge outcry. People were bitching like you. Like, oh, yeah, people who are fans of the movie shouldn't be in the movie. And then it never actually happened. It wasn't the people who are fans of the movie shouldn't be in the movie. It's teeny bop boy singers who aren't actors shouldn't be in the movie. The, why? Why not? I yeah. guess they, they, were, they were cut after fan outcry. Oh, there you go. They were, they were there and they were cut. People bitching like you. Yeah, they, they were supposed to be in it, but then I guess... Uh, if I can't be in it, cut. no one can. I don't want to be in Star Wars. I just don't want them to ruin Star Wars by putting people uh, who aren't uh, Yeah, good. because think, that's uh, what ruined the first three, or the prequels. That's so, what ruined the prequels. Man, talk about segues. You guys are like spot on. I read this morning on Slashdot oh my God. that uh, George Lucas is buying the rights to dead actors yep. in the hopes to like use uh, computer like CG to try to get them to be in current films with current actors. Jack's got to be totally fine with that. Well, there was that movie uh, uh, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow where they didn't they use uh, they used someone who was dead. They used his face and his and his like Errol Flynn. Uh, I don't think it was Errol Flynn. Uh, I didn't hear that. I'll they used uh, Brandon Lee in The Crow. That's true. They used the uh, Mama Soprano in The Sopranos. Oh, man. Yeah, that was After a, that bitch croaked. That's a terrible scene. That that's so that's really rough. weird and obvious. So bad. They're like, Sweeney, what, what they, they, they like reused old dialogue. And yeah. Then, yeah, it was, like, it it was, was bizarre. Was they they kept her like in the dark in the corner so you couldn't really see her. Yeah, you saw enough. 
It was, uh, it was like funny. A fucking horror movie. It was uh, Lawrence Olivier. There you go. He's dead? <laughs> Man, rocking my world today. Jack was also okay with that, for the record. <laughs> you can put anybody in any movie, and it'll be cool. I don't know. According what? to Jack. Only if it's referential. Um, anyway. so, so have you guys been playing any... Uh, I, know, I know the answer to this question already. Have you guys been playing any Cataclysm? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I think that's what, uh, what everyone's really psyched about. Yeah. I, uh, I made a, a goblin yesterday. and went through all the goblin area. Well, the I, goblin starting stuff. So you went from the whatever it's called to the Lost Isle. And yeah, then Kazan to Kazan the to Lost, Lost Isle. And then where do you go from Lost Isle? Kalimdor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Where do you so, land in Kalimdor? Uh, right outside of Org. Oh, that's cool. It took me like six hours to get through all the goblin starting stuff to the point where I was finally in Org. And then like, I was like, oh, finally, an area I know. And I didn't know a goddamn thing. <laughs> yeah, the second yeah. I walked into Org, I was like, what the fuck is this? Did you get lost in Org? Yeah, it's like, I can't, fi- I can't find anything. That Lost Isle is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, gorgeous, all, all gorgeous. That, uh, all that goblin starting stuff was really cool. It's, I think you pointed it out that a lot of those starting quests, you don't kill stuff. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not what you're used to. It's it's very varied, very varied. And uh, <laughs> there's there's a there's a good mix of quests and things to do. Yeah, I haven't really I hadn't really played WoW in earnest since around Burning Crusade time. So the game feels like a totally totally different game to me. And I don't know how many of those changes came along the way and how much of it is uh, as a result of Cataclysm, but I was floored by how varied the quests were. And mm-hmm. still are. I mean, I'm in I'm in the Lost Isle right now. I it's like from one quest to another, it's like Chop down a hundred plants, and then uh, you know, s- commit arson, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, you know, like, a building. blow some Man. chickens up, and it's like God, every- attaching the rockets to the chickens was fucking fun. It was fun <laughs> as hell, dude. Yeah. Every mission is like that, and then at one point, it's like go kill some sharks, and I was like, oh yeah, I kill stuff. <laughs> I totally forgot my character kills stuff. Sounds like a perfect. I class was for you. I was too busy giving people drinks at a party. I didn't even think about it. You know? <laughs> oh, you have to fight the pirates. You do have to fight who, the pirates, who attack yeah. the party. That's true. But it's just, it's like, it's really cool because, like, as soon, like, the one thing in the back of your head when you're about to start is you're like, oh, I'm not looking forward to the, you know, first 30 level grind. And, uh, and then it's like, you expect it to be like, go collect 10 flowers, go get 10, you know, worgen hearts, and, uh, I don't know, some fucking claws off some dead animals. And then none of that shit happens. And I feel like even when you did have to, you might not have gotten to this quest yet, but there's one where you have to, like, kill naga and get intact naga hide and i, was I, like, I oh, haven't fuck here goes one of those where you have to kill a hundred of these things to get five and i felt like the drop rate was okay i felt like i killed maybe 10 or 15 of them to get five of the items i needed oh really that's yeah. awesome so f- before i felt like you would have to kill a lot of that shit so far and i'm only level eight and i'm about halfway through lost isle i think i uh so far from what i can tell uh, or, or from the missions I've had, the drop rate has been one to one. Like it's really, it feels like a really streamlined version of the game. And you and Griffin ran into an issue where you all couldn't see each other for a while. Because, we still can't. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, you were at different points in the quest lines, so the the world was different to you. It, so everything was instanced off. We're phased out. Yeah. Right. So I've had. So I'm, I'm actually not as far into WoW as I'd like to be because once you explain that to me, I stopped, and so now I'm waiting for her to catch yeah, up. Yeah, you have to wait for she, her to catch up. She's got about an hour of gameplay to catch up to mm-hmm. me, I think, and then hopefully we'll be able to quest together. You should be able to, which would be awesome. Yeah, but not that. I mean, it's it's so fast and easy. It's like it really. I really do feel like another thing too. Like you go into starting areas. Like I felt like I was in. I know. I still to this day know Camp Taraho like the back of my hand, Not and the more. crossroads, oh, and yeah, well, dude, it's all that old stuff. Ashenvale, I could I could run in my sleep, you know, because you 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 once you get to those zones, you feel like you're there for fucking ever, yeah. you know, like Romgal Base Camp. I, ugh, I have nightmares about that, and uh, 
And this, like, I feel like they present, like, the Lost Isle, and I'm on this fucking beachhead, and it's really cool and gorgeous, and they're like, all right, go blow some monkeys up. All right, now we're warping to the next area. And you just, like, it feels really linear, and, like, mm-hmm. you're just blowing through terrain, and you don't have a chance to get bored of areas. Yeah. It's really cool. Can you really, the, really cool. Can you get to the Lost Isles outside, I mean, outside of starting a new character? I don't think so. No? No. Not yet, at least, or mm-hmm. anything? I don't know that they, they'd ever do that, if they'd ever open it up. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a starting area. Yeah, it's a starting area, and... I'd like it's so instanced and sharded as you're doing your quests. I yeah. don't think it would make sense for right. someone to come back and look at it. Well, I think once I hit probably 85 with my mage I've got right now, I might roll a new character and just check it out. Yeah, so. I'm thinking about rolling another character as well, maybe an undead character, just because I heard that all the original race starting areas and starting quests were also redone. Redo- yeah. yeah, and we both heard that the undead starting area is supposed to be tremendous. Yeah. So I was going to roll an, I'm or probably today I'm going to roll an alt undead just so I can play while Griffin's. Catching up, man. Have you looked yeah. through the, the the new achievements, the new guild achievements they have set up? Yeah, I've looked at a, uh, and I mean not extensively. I've I've browsed over them. It's, it seems pretty cool. I got like three or four last night just for being online. Yeah, well, I mean, it's part of the if you're you know if you're part of a guild, you're gonna get those too. But uh, uh, some of them are pretty cool. There's actually like there's one for it's getting every race up to level eighty five, and then there's one then there's individual ones underneath that where it's like get a certain race or all the professions under a certain race up to 85 or not not professions what's the word i'm looking for classes classes up to 85 so it's like you know get a troll you get a troll mage troll priest troll you know platin like right and so it's like then there's another achievement that gets you know all the all the races and all the classes i see it's like it's huge (laughs) i'm looking at them right now and they're uh, like for example you said troll the achievement for that is classy trolls yeah yeah it's classy troll Reach level 85 in each of the troll classes. Well, also, I've noticed, and it's probably just because I'm playing Goblin, which is kind of a a funny race to begin with. Well, always had, like, a decent level of humor, but I feel like with the Goblin, at least the Goblin starting area stuff, they really knocked it out of the park. It's been, like, just silly all the Mm -hmm. way through, you (laughs) know? But in a good way, not, like, not goofy. It's been pretty funny. Yeah, I've, uh... Don't but, ta- don't tase me, mom. Made me laugh. Don't tase me, mom. The same here. Yeah. My, 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 my wife was wondering why I was laughing. Yeah, no, I, I had to stop because I was <laughs> laughing so hard. So you haven't made it to the point to get archaeology yet, have you? No, no, no. I guess you haven't done any of that I, stuff. I just got it to org and I logged out. Uh, I think the archaeology trainer somewhere in org. I'll have to find him. Yeah, he's right in the that big like the central building, whatever where Garrosh is now. It not, took me a while. To, it took me a while to figure out that I had to go to a machine to learn my professions. Like I didn't notice that in the Lost Isles. Like there's like uh, profession vending machines. That <laughs> have, you, train you. have you seen the warrior uh, trainer? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a targeting <laughs> dummy. A targeting dummy. It's awesome. So weird. I, I, wish, I wish I was a warrior now just so I could uh, interact with him. Yeah, Griffin's a warrior. She has fun with that guy. Man, we could use some, some warriors in the, uh, the drunk tanks. That's the, the guild I run. How's that going? It's going pretty well, man. We're up to almost 200 players right now. Um, it's it's been fun. Like we started running, um, we started running a lot of the old instances last night mm-hmm. because we realized there's a lot of guild achievements tied to having four or five guild members together running instances. So we ran like RFC, ran um, what we tried running Scarlet Monastery had issues with that SFK and uh, Dead what, Minds. Which, what wing of Scarlet Monastery? Uh, the very very last one, okay. like the uh, the uh, the. I forget what his name is, but we we literally got to we got to the final boss of it, and then we a player to drop out, and then we didn't get the achievement for it. So that sucks. Our uh, our instances like Shadowfang Keep and uh, Scarlet Monastery any different, Gus? Or are they identical? I heard there's like a harder version. There's heroic of, instances now. Yeah, well, yeah. they've been heroic for a while, but they went back, and I think there's a heroic Shadowfang Keep. I'm not sure if I'm right about that. Yeah, let's see, heroic Blackrock Caverns. Oh uh, yeah, heroic Shadowfang keep. Also, uh, let me ask you a and question. Heroic dead minds. 
all of the Dead Minds is fun. Like they've redone the gear, so like all of the clothing has colors around it now. Is there any significance to to that? What do you mean? Well, like I'll get like a wrist guard, and it'll have like a red background around it, and then I'll get one that has a blue background. But it doesn't seem to be tied to like green and blue and orange equipment. It just seems I, I can't figure out Are if there's, there's the icons. A, yeah. I'm just trying know. to figure out if there's a significance to it. Like, if you look at your characters, like, it's totally different than it was last time I played. Uh, maybe, okay. I don't know. I've, I didn't notice that. Yeah. It's weird. Strange. I'll, to, I'll take a look at it after the podcast. But I will we'll say uh, one cool thing is being able to fly around Orgrimmar and just flying around the old world is pretty badass. Makes, makes, uh, it especially makes archaeology a lot easier because you just fly to wherever you need to be, drop down, and start working. I saw um, a couple of years ago, it might have been around... I don't remember when it was, probably right after Burning Crusade came out. I saw someone make a video on a private server where, you know, since it was a private server, they were able to fly around the old world. And you could see just how incomplete a lot of the, the land was, which oh, yeah. is why they never opened up flying for the longest time there. I guess until Cataclysm when they had to redo a lot of the work anyway. Yeah, yeah, this one threw in. To, to retexture everything from the top and the different angles. Yeah. There, there's still some rough textures if you get up high enough. Like if you, like some of the tops of trees and stuff around, uh, not Ashenvale. What's, what's in the southwest? In the southwest of what? Like near Angora Crater. Um, Talking about like a Feralus? That might be it. I, I was flying up above there one time. I was like, the trees look kind of rough, but, hmm. you know, it's understandable. You're not supposed to be that high. I logged into uh, one of my old characters who was in Feralus yesterday just to see if it looked any different. It looked identical. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed by that. Man, you were talking about Camp T. That, that It's kind of sad flying through those old areas now. It's been destroyed. I don't know if you've gotten to see it yet. Yeah, I, I've seen videos. Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> well, I mean, those videos have been online for eight months showing that stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, man, it's, it's kind of sad. Like, the, the first time I could fly, I flew down to the Southern Barrens because the, uh, the Great Divide basically kept me from doing that. And, uh, yeah, seeing Camp T. And, like, even the, the flight trainer, like the flight path guy, he's still he's like still laying there dead. And it's kind of like, oh man, I went through this guy so many times. I remember when there was no flight path in Camp T, and we liked it. <laughs> Dude, there are <laughs> flight paths everywhere now. Have yeah. you noticed that? Yeah, they've really opened that up. They, they've really made it easier for, I guess, leveling those first you know, 20 levels or so. I hear there's also tons of trainers in the crossroads now, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah. Having to go from the crossroads back up to Org. Or to fucking Thunder Bluff. Yeah, who wants to go there, though? That just yeah. sucks. <laughs> We're not a fan of Thunderbluff. No, I no Thunderbluff's terrible. It's it's con- it's, it's fucking confusing it's for no confusing. reason. Yeah, like no. the triple tiers and all that shit. <laughs> and then having to figure out like which rise you need to go to off to the side. Uh, Org was always easier. Maybe it's just because it was like the first big city I encountered. Yeah, no, no, no. Org, not, Org was much easier. Not anymore though. I fucking don't know my way around there. You got that mesa and stuff now in Org. Pretty confusing. Yeah, it took me elevators. forever to find the fucking flight path and zeppelins. Yeah, felt like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's elevators. Yeah. Oh man, it was awful. Pretty crazy. Anyway, a lot of fun. Looking forward to uh, wasting a lot of time. Indeed. Yeah, right I'm going to see. I usually get bored around 40, and then I grind out to like 40, 45, and then quit. And then, you know, for like eight months, then come back. Don't remember how to play. So I just start a new character, get up there again, and quit. So I'm going to see if maybe I can break my 45 record <laughs> this yeah. time around. Yeah, and we're, we are looking for members for uh, the Drunk Tanks is the guild I'm running right now. So. And what realm is that on? We're on Dawnbringer. Dawnbringer. Which is a PvE server. <laughs> Which was a point of contention between you two, right? Yeah, Jeff yeah, and I dude. Got a little I just argument. don't. I just don't get it. Like we're we're fighting a war against the alliance. Why wouldn't you want to fight the war? We're still fighting a war against the alliance. Who no, controls the, no, the people just, behind? You're the just lines. collecting naga hides. There's no <laughs> danger there. You don't. I, I just. I, I. I like to play against people. I guess that's the difference. Like I wouldn't want to play Halo multiplayer against bots. For instance, I would only want to play against other people. Or Call of Duty, same same thing. But I don't know why you'd want to play WoW against NPCs only. 
Because there's going to be dickheads like you just trolling the whole time. But that's part of the fun. It's like the level that like it adds a level of tension and danger when you play. That's like a, a real no, intangible. No, no, only for the first forty-five levels till you quit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, you see, like you know, you're talking about you don't want to play online, or you don't, you know, you don't want to play Halo without people. It's like I don't want to play with those twelve-year-old kids screaming, and that's the essentially the exact well, you same fucking thing. Fucking mute them. You can't hear those people. You, well, can, in a while. Can, can you mute those assholes who are going to stand outside of an instance? Do you hear? Oh, do you hear that's them? right. Well, it's essentially the same thing. It's like they're griefing people. But do you hear them? <laughs> I don't understand. Why would I? What am I muting? <laughs> Thank you, Gus. You're on the same page as I. No, am, no, right? I, 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 I embrace both. Okay. I have PvP and PVE characters. If you had to pick one, you you can only play. Well, on... luckily, I don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> they right. give you the choice. Nice. The, the one I will not pick is RP PvP, though. Yeah, I'm not I'm not playing a fucking RP server. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know who's big into those? Who? Back in the day? Who? Becca. Really? Remember we used to play... What was that game we used oh, to play? Oh, yeah. What was that game? Age. Or... It was, they had RVR. It's what they call it. Realm versus Realm. Yeah. And she got Dark a, Age of Camelot. Dark Age of Camelot. She was all up in the role-playing. Yeah. It's so embarrassing for her. Dark Age of Camelot was a pretty good game. Yeah. We, Way back in the day. Is, is it still around? Probably. Yeah. I think I... Like, the, before... I went through a long period where I would play MMOs, and none of them attracted me enough to where I'd want to pay, play past the first free month. And I almost paid for Dark Age of Camelot. Yeah, I remember but you, Dan, and I were used to play that together. I think the only one MMO I ever paid for before WoW was I paid for a couple of months of Galaxies. And, yeah, me uh, too. Uh, and then with WoW, I've had a subscription for pretty much since the game launched. You never paid for Asheron's Call? I don't think I ever played Asheron's Call. Hmm. I remember you had a friend that was really big into it. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> the, game, the game never looked appealing to me. He loved Asheron's Call, and he would like... When he, while he was at work, he had this script that would run that would make his character go to a vendor, buy apples, peel the apples, make apple pies, then sell the apple pies back to the vendor. It was like, really? <sighs> Sounds fascinating. It's like for eight hours a day, the script would run. And sometimes he'd come home and like someone had bumped him or yeah. he wasn't making – his script wasn't running right. His pies were all fucked up. <laughs> a big pile of broken pies <laughs> in front of him. Awesome. Sounds like a fucking awesome game. Did you ever play Lineage 2? We had a bunch of friends that got really into that for a while. Yeah, I played – Again, it's one of those games I played for a month and then gave up on. I just didn't get it. It wasn't fun. Did you ever try Final Fantasy Online? No, I never did. I never did either. That's console, too. We could play that on our Xbox if we wanted to. Yeah. No, this didn't interest me. Yeah. I, I, can't, I, don't, I think I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy Ten. I want to say. You... I think you, yeah. The last Final Fantasy game I remember you playing is actually nine. Yeah, I know I played ten. The Water Ball, Titus. Yeah, Titus yeah, and Waka one. and all those. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys are talking about right now. I played thirteen. How was that? It was good. I liked it. It was a lot like ten. Um, I didn't finish it because I had to move on to other stuff for Achievement Hunter. But I, you know, I played it earlier this year. It was fun. You know, it was mm-hmm. a fucking Final Fantasy. It's exactly what you remember. Yeah, it's it's one of those series where. I don't know how many tons of hate mail. I, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I don't know, outgrew it. Yeah, I can the understand that. It's just not interesting to me anymore. I can definitely understand that. They, the, the leveling system is pretty cool. They have like the orb grid kind of oh, thing. I hate that shit. See, it's, that's, it's, it's better than 10. It's that's better one of the than things 10. that drove me away. It's cool because it allows you to customize. Uh, you really customize how you level your character, which is kind of nice. And mm-hmm. then there's like the, like the weapon creation and modification stuff is pretty, pretty rich. I remember like, getting kind of lost in that and having fun just trying to level up my weapons and not really paying attention to the story. And then, you know, I had to move on. <laughs> Story's fucking Final Fantasy story. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. End of the world. Some fucking 16-year-old kid who has trouble with his parents. Yeah. And, yeah, Some nature that. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Some sort of a soul 
<laughs> some sort of a soul, the soul of the planet. Who knows? So do you think that uh, you'll pay for the Old Republic? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm inclined to say yes, but I'm not going to have room in my life for two MMOs. I don't know if I have room in my life for one. It all comes down to the question, will Old Republic be available on Max? Yeah. I don't know. I hope it is. It, I it, genuinely hope it is, too. If it's not, then there's a 0.0 chance that I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty much in the same boat with you. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a PC. At this point, you could, they, they you could boot camp to, it, right? But, I mean, no, yeah. but why, why boot camp? I mean, like, at this point, you would think they would have to, you know, like, make a Mac client, right? I mean, the t- your typical casual gamer or someone who's not going to be, you know, as hardcore of, you know, a gamer is going to own a Mac. Plus, their market share has increased significantly, yeah. right? They're like 10% now. I think it's over ten. Is it really? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. It still it still seems like a niche market to me. But we are starting to see. I mean, Steam with Steam coming out, yeah. and you know, Blizzard mm-hmm. fully supports Max. That maybe it'll get there. We'll see. So. Did you hear that? Uh, there's rumors that EverQuest Two may have its own Cataclysm type expansion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess. Uh, are people still playing EverQuest Two? Uh, I, I guess that's the news. That's the, that's yeah, the, that's the, the, the real news is EverQuest Two Ever has a server still, still. exists. <laughs> I, I remember back in the day that, like, the the sad thing about EverQuest 2 was that, like, three times the amount of people were still playing one. They yeah. didn't like to. It's the same thing that happened to, I think it's the same thing that happened to Lineage and uh, Asheron's Call. Asheron's Call, Call yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, one being, like, people going flooding over to two and then going, like, eh, fuck this, wash their hands and go back to one. Yeah. But, uh, so I guess they're, uh, yeah, they're, I guess it's their uh, their attempt to catch up to Blizzard again. Do you, do you remember back when EverQuest was the king right it was the big thing that everybody was playing and we worked at that tech company and everybody yeah, played I, and they'd come on the weekends and all that shit yes i and, had a roommate <laughs> yeah uh, I, I, had a, I had a roommate who played so much that i quit paying my half of the phone bill because he was always on the modem <laughs> playing everywhere. it was like before we had high speed like he, the, the phone was always in fucking use I just, him playing EverQuest. I remember that game being like this crazy juggernaut that was so popular. And I went back and looked at some figures one time, and I think at the height of its popularity, it had like five hundred thousand users. No way. Yeah. No way. It so, was nowhere near as big in so, the grand scheme of things. What's the What's that magic thing that made WoW so popular and has just remained popular? It's good. But I mean, like, I'm sure the other ones were good too. Like, there had to be some sort of no, key element that they were brought, okay. That brought people back it's, to it. I think it's the same thing that makes. Diablo and StarCraft so popular. Yeah. Blizzard makes fantastic games. You uh-huh. get you get immersed in the world, you get lost in it, and they just they're fucking inter- endlessly entertaining. What, how, when when did you start playing WoW after it was created? How how far away from like the beginning of it were you in? Um, I probably started six months in. I oh, think wow. maybe Gus Gus drug me in. Uh, yeah, and I started a month after it came out. Jesus. So I probably started five or six. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna say I started six months after you started. You know. Uh, getting ready for Cataclysm, I was going through and like cleaning up my WoW folder and everything, and I realized I still had like every patch I'd ever downloaded for WoW since I started playing the game. Wow, that's gonna like, be. I was like, why the fuck do I still have all this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it was so much wasted space. Dig- digital relics. Like I remember the time I decided to start playing WoW. I was we were in a ho- we we went to this terrible c- convention, and we were in the hotel room. You, Griffin, Bernie, and I, and Bernie was playing on his laptop. And I was watching him run around as a panther, and I was like, and I was thinking, this looks. I think he was in Ashenvale, and I was like, I yeah, I gotta play. I wish I hadn't seen this screen. Watching Bernie run around like that looked like so much fucking fun, and that's when I decided to jump in because you and he were constantly talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're right about EverQuest subscription. I'm, I had to look it up. Yeah, I guess they peaked at like 450,000 subscribers. Yeah, wow. which and, is crazy because it felt like millions yeah, and 118,000 simultaneous logins. Yeah. Well, what's the highest login simultaneous? 
that's, let me get my words out of order there for for uh, World of Warcraft. I, I mean, I'm gonna have to look that up. I'm yeah. gonna guess that's a technical whatever that that uh, login is. It's a technical limitation, they, and they may not have that out. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they like, may not I'm, have released that. Number. I'm sure whenever Cataclysm went live, like that first day is probably their highest. Mm-hmm. Griffin was having mouse trouble last night, so um, I, I dropped both of our accounts out so I could look at something, and then she logged back in. And then I went and like did something around the house and came back to try to log in, and I couldn't get in for 30, 40 minutes. Wow, last night. Yeah, a friend of mine posted an image where he was like, like in I think he was like a thousand something on the queue to get into his server. He's wow. Like, well, he's like, well, I'm moving realms, and so he moved his character. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a throwback to the old days. I remember when the game fucking launched, and when God. I started playing, it was like that you'd have to wait in queue. You yeah. were always like 180th in line, <laughs> which meant you were going to wait 20 minutes. Yeah, and it would give you like your estimated wait time. It was like, oh, fuck. The, to play the game, you like you 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 know you'd log in, get in queue, and then go do other stuff and come back and play the game yeah. when it was ready. Speaking speaking of that, did you did you catch the uh, the flying video we put out yesterday, Gus? No, it's uh. So I I stayed up till when Cataclysm went live. And uh, so around like 2.05 Central Standard Time, uh, whatever, I guess on Tuesday morning, um, I, I went up to the flight path area in Orgrimmar because uh, everyone was sitting there waiting for that flight trainer to be, allow them to access flighting, like flying across, you know, Duratar, no, the... Kalimdor. Um, yeah, Kalimdor. And, um, I, you know, you had to log off to reset Cataclysm. I think everyone got a message saying, you know, you must restart WoW in order to activate your Cataclysm stuff. So everyone dropped offline and immediately, like, trying to get back on took about 30 minutes. And then once I did get back on, I was able to film, like, people getting their flying for the first time. So it was kind of cool sitting there and watching people, like, getting their flying and then taking off. And I was I, like, wow. I, I wonder if there's anybody who logged in and stayed logged in when Cataclysm went live but hasn't logged off. Like those Halo so, players? Yeah, so right, they still right. have old WoW. They're like, I'm not, oh, fuck it, I'm not, I'm not upgrading. I don't think Blizzard puts up with that shit. They do the auto shutdown, right? I, always, I would always get those messages like, attention, the server is shutting down in four minutes. Yeah, well, they'll have maintenance on you know Tuesday. So for a week, they might be able to play the old version. <laughs> no, it would be weird. I wonder if you, if you would still see the new players flying around and stuff, and if you couldn't do it, or how that would work, or if you like XP and stuff you got would transfer over. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think you can see those players flying around. Because I asked that. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you can. I, I I don't know. I didn't do it, so I can't vouch either way. No. Oh, we'll do that for the next expansion. There you go. There we go. So then, well, how they've had three expansions now. Yeah, over Burning the, Crusade, uh, Wrath King. of Lich King, and uh, Cataclysm. And that's over the course of six years. Yeah. All right. Breakneck speed. Yeah, so we're, we're averaging just just under two years. Mm-hmm. An update now. Uh, I think just about every two years because they they just celebrate their sixth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'd be two years almost on the dot. Then mm-hmm. all right. How many players they have? Twelve million. Something like that. Yeah. It's a few more than EverQuest. Yeah, no kidding. It's fun, man. I, I just started playing about a year ago. Like um, when I, pretty much when I started working here, I finally you know fell into it, and it's been it's been fun. Like I gave crap to people who play it, but man, it's it's good times. Mm-hmm. So, go wow! You know what I'm excited about? What's that? You we, the all achievement hunter podcast we're about to have. I'm excited about that new game mode Jack and I made up Monday. Achievement horse? Oh yeah, that's fun. I'm it's exci- a lot of fun. I'm excited, but I'm also very sad that my email box is now broken again. Oh, I'm getting too many emails. Jeff's like, here, send it to this. Well, why, this- why don't you explain what it is okay. for people who? Uh- well, if you haven't seen it, I had this idea that like it would be cool to play horse throughout video games. Like I could go into a game and challenge Jack to say like. Let's do this in Dead Space. First person to do it. And then we jump to another game like Grand Theft Auto, like jump a bus in a car or whatever. Just come up with goofy little things. And I was looking at the wall. I was trying to figure it out in my head. I was looking at the wall of games we have. 
and then I saw Reach, and I was like, oh, fuck. Reach has Forge mode. This is, there's no end to what we could do in there. Let's just do it in Reach. And so we sat down, and I explained the concept to Jack, and then we both started building maps. And then uh, we created just, like, this wacky video that's literally, like, Jack made a, like, made a, like, a map that's, like, jump this gorge and land on the other side. And then I made one that would be, like, get the golf ball in this basket up in the sky, like, that kind of uh-huh. stuff. And we just competed in a game of horse and uh, cut a video for it just for the hell of it. And it people went nuts for it. Yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, it seemed like it was it was a blast. Yeah, it's a, and it's a ton of fun. It took us the entire day, and we were just I don't remember laughing that much, and uh, that, like super intense. Like when somebody finally gets it, you know. Yeah, there's nothing better than like doing something before Jeff. <laughs> you know, like no, it didn't happen like, a lot for you. I, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, like I, I'd like to say I got the the toughest one out of all of the ones we had. Yeah. I would think. Sure. So <laughs> keep telling yourself that yeah. anyway. Anyway, so then we uh, decided to make it, a weekly, I think, a Wednesday weekly feature where people can send in their own horse maps for us to play and then we'll awesome. go against each other. But of course, it'd, it'd be great if you, could make, if you could find a way to make it a game type to where like, you have a giant course with different I'm pretty horse sure setups all around yeah. it. Smarter people, guys like Knockyard, could probably mm-hmm. figure that out. You know, people who really understand Forge, because Forge is fucking, it's deep, deep, mm-hmm. deep, deep with options. So, yeah, we'll probably continue to do our getaway until somebody smarter than us shows us how to do it. There's got to be <laughs> some more streamlined way. Like with the game types, like almost like the rally game types or something, you know, where you could trip sort of like a, a, like a gate or something. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly how, but we also uh, figured out. Jack put up some of the maps so people can uh, go to his file share and try along. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's pretty neat. Look, like, look should, forward to doing it every week. You should set up like a dedicated Achievement Hunter Xbox Live account and then put like all your map shares and stuff in there. That's a really good that's idea. That's not a bad idea at all, actually. Yeah. That's why I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> Fucking ideas, man. You get paid? <laughs> I, get, I get paid in Xbox Live points. <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft points. Yeah, Microsoft points. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about this Xbox Live rewards program? Yes, I did. When does that go live? Do you know? I think it might already be live. It's crazy. I just I just heard about it this uh, this past week. Did you, I'm I guess I must, rich. I must have been out of the loop or something. Did you yeah. ever sign up for like that Microsoft frequent player card or something? Remember, right in the 360 came out, there was some sort of weird promotion they did where they actually would mail you a card, and I got it. I have and no idea what you're like, talking they, about. They never I don't did either. anything with it. It's no clue what you're talking about. All right. Well, if anyone you know who knows what the hell I'm talking about, it was some weird like gamer card thing. I, like it was supposed to, you could use it at you know Sam Goody to get discounts or something like that. Hmm. I, I don't know, but well, in more relevant news, there is the Xbox Live Rewards program, yeah. which is pretty cool. Which I guess allows you to uh, you get like affiliate points or mem- points for doing stuff on Xbox Live. Yeah, and then you can redeem them for. I'm not sure exactly what. Like MS points, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think, I don't think they are MS points. I think they're like rewards points. Oh. And you can like redeem them for special avatar clothing or other things. Somebody's got to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through their website trying to figure it out, but I can't see what the rewards are. And, I, and while we were talking, I just signed up for it. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let me know. How I'll, make, I'll make sure to put a link to that uh, in the link dump so people can do that. I'll sign up today. Oh, too. speaking of the link dump, we, um, I set up a separate. A little bit of you know technical jargon for people listening to the podcast. There's a separate RSS feed for people who want just the MP3 version of the podcast, not and the, not the enhanced podcast, the M4A version, because that breaks some. Yeah, some RSS music players feed? don't okay. don't uh, can't play it. They think it's a, a video file for some reason. So if uh, you're living in the Stone Age and need an MP3 feed, you've Still got one now. Sucking it up with MP3s. <laughs> if you go to roosterteeth.com slash podcast, there'll be a, a link there for the uh, MP3 RSS feed. You know, you mentioned that. I was thinking. 
the other day about all the dumb programs we used to use, like how many different programs that you had to download when you had a PC back, like back in the TNI days, back yeah. when we were working tech support. And I was thinking about Winamp and how like how much people loved God, Winamp. Winamp, I haven't thought of Winamp forever. And I wonder, I bet people still use Winamp, right? There are people that are still probably that you can probably still get it. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Winamp get bought or get bought by somebody? I think it was AOL, right? Something like that. I'm pretty sure. If you uh, if you are still using Winamp and you listen to this podcast, I'd like you to send an email to Jack at AchievementHunter.com and explain why. I'm, I'm curious. I'd like to know. And uh, then Jack will forward it on to me. Of course. Every single one. I'll make sure to forward it on so you can read them too. He's my secretary. Make sure you set up a rule for that. It's automated. <laughs> yeah. Did you, were you guys on ICQ? Oh, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. I'm... That, but, but being on ICQ back in the day, it was like how low was your number? That yeah. was like your E-penis back then? Yeah. Like, I got a six-digit ICQ <laughs> number. I think mine was seven. Yeah, mine, mine was seven. Oh, mine was not six. But it was, was like, it, was like a, it was a one million is what mine was. But I remember we had a friend who had a five-digit, the guy we worked with. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say friend, but we had a guy we worked with about a five-digit ICQ number, and that was like, that was his claim to fame. <laughs> Very sad claim to fame. <laughs> That's like ICQ. You know, do you know you can check how old your account is on AIM? Like if you have an AIM name? Oh, really? My, my, I have an AIM name that's over a decade old now. I, uh, I change AIM names every couple of years, so yeah. I have no idea. Pretty I don't crazy. remember my old ones. Yeah, I I think my first AIM name, like I I didn't like that we were moving to AIM away from ICQ. So my first you AIM name it. I ever used was uh, I wish this was ICQ. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't used that one in years, but that was the first AIM name I ever I ever uh, signed yeah, up we for. Used, we used to put those on drunk aimers so people could message us directly. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> I think we used to have it briefly when we started uh, Red vs Blue on Did the front page mm-hmm. of uh, Red vs Blue dot com as well. You know, I read this crazy story the other day. Uh, this is totally off topic. Okay, good. I read this crazy story the other day about this um, this operation that took place during World War II. That uh, it was a brainchild of Ian Fleming, you know, the author of the James Bond yeah, absolutely. books. He came up with this idea where the British would take a dead body. They found a homeless guy who who committed suicide, and they took his dead body and they created an identity that he was like a a spy, mm-hmm. and like they fed the Germans, you know all this false information about this guy being a spy and carrying important paperwork. And then they faked a plane crash off the coast of Spain and threw the dude's dead body out there to make it look like he died in the plane crash. And they put fake secret documents on him so that when his body was recovered, the Germans stole the fake secret documents and thought that the British were going to invade Greece. So they moved all of their troops out of Italy over to Greece expecting the attack, and the British attacked Italy instead. That's awesome. Dude, there were so many clever fucking people doing cool stuff, cool things in World War II. It was really an innovative war. You remember the the documentary you and I both watched about the money forgers, the German Nazi totally money forgers? I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, that's one of the most fascinating things. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast. Maybe we have. I don't think so. But that's one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life. There was this dude, this colonel in uh, the Nazi army who came up with this brilliant fucking idea, Jack, to get the world's... Basically, he went to concentration camps and found people who... uh, Jewish people who were... uh, Like the world's best forgers. Well, he made them forgers. They were, you know, fucking letterhead, letter types and all that stuff. And uh, he created a forging team, and he forged something like $10 billion in British pounds? It It was something like that. It was a ridiculous amount. And their goal was they were going to fly planes over England and just drop the money on the streets and instantly devalue British currency wow. and destroy the British economy. And it would have worked tremendously well, but he came in under some fire because he was super secretive, and I think his Nazi higher-ups didn't like that, and then they had to move around a lot because things were not going well at the war at Nazi that point. Nazi mental management. And then they, uh, they eventually had to abandon where they were because 
Allied forces were coming in, and so the money never got circulated, never never made it in circulation, and uh, well, the, a little bit of it, did. a little like bit what of they, it. Did. They would give it to their operatives to buy weapons. They would, yeah, to test. They like would, that, so they yeah. would send operatives into Britain to try to spend it and see if they see if it would you yeah. know work. And then they did a little bit. It was like maybe half a million dollars. I think went into maybe maybe wow. a million. But then uh, the money disappeared. And nobody could find it. And I guess the dude uh, they discovered like ten years later, they were dredging a lake uh, somewhere in Germany, and the dude had wrapped it all up and buried it at the uh, like dumped it in the bottom of the lake and he was going to come back for it someday and yeah. live rich in England but they found it. Huh. Supposedly it was like I, the I, best I, forgeries of all time. Yeah, it was indistinguishable. I yeah. looked it up, I guess uh, by April of 1945 he had printed up 130, over 134 million pounds worth of money which yeah. adjusted for inflation from 1945 to 2010 is a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that would have been, that would have been catastrophic to the British economy. It, was, it would have been really interesting to see what, how, that, how that affected things. But just I, th- I think the dude was kind of kind of a douche and uh, <laughs> like was his own worst enemy if I remember correctly from the documentary yeah something like that and uh, just refused like wasn't happy with the the stat the state and just kept slow rolling it and slow rolling it slow rolling it that's what it was too he didn't want to release the money because he would have to go back to battle I remember that now oh right he didn't, yeah it, well like once the project was a success they would take the money they would dump it into England and he would have to go back to the front he gonna, lines he was going to go to Russia yeah and he didn't want to go to Russia because he knew he'd fucking die or freeze to death right so he kept telling it was going to take longer and that the forgeries weren't good enough and he kept he slow rolled himself out of a job essentially yeah it's, so. it's a crazy story. Pretty interesting, though. A lot of really, in, like, like I was saying, a lot of really interesting stuff in World War II. Mm-hmm. Very creative. Hey, we just passed the uh, 69th anniversary of uh, Pearl Harbor yesterday. 69. Yeah, 69. Today's the day that John Lennon died. Oh, is it? Yep. 30 years ago? Yep. I guess so. And it's funny because the, uh, uh, well, I guess, no, no. The, who's the Monday Night Football guy that just died? The, the quarterback? Uh, Fran, uh, Don, uh, Don Shula? No. No, no, Don. Uh, uh, Meredith? No. Don, Dandy Don Meredith. Is right. It? Okay. Yeah. He just passed away. But he wasn't there that Monday Night Football game when they announced it, right? Because oh, that, that was like that was like a, a big deal that like most of the most of the U.S. found out about it because uh, Howard Cosell announced it on Monday Night Football during a Miami versus Miami versus New England game, or it was the Patriots. So I, I don't know if they were with New England at the time, but that's New England moved around. You guys don't know football, do you? No uh, football, okay. We yeah, no football, right? I don't think they've moved around. Okay, well, it, anyway, was, uh, it was Miami, the Patriots and the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, yeah, and Cosell announced it with about four, like what, four seconds left in the game, and it was like it was a tie game going to a field goal to, to win it. So mm-hmm. everyone was sitting there watching, and it's like, what? John Lennon got shot and is dead. I only know this because I watched it on ESPN last night. <laughs> <laughs> so you sound like a treasure trove of obscure information. <laughs> yeah. So. Man, I'm, I'm looking at the clip right now of that game. TV looks way better now. Yeah, it does. <laughs> looks awful. Looks like a, like a like a scratchy VHS tape. Yeah, even like the uh, the clock in the lower right is like obviously just a camera pointed at the clock in the stadium. <laughs> it's not like yeah, it's not like a graphic or anything. There's no graphics at all on the screen. That was that was some guy's job too. He was the, like he was the clock camera guy. <laughs> it's like make sure the wind doesn't knock it out of the place. And you got to sit there and hold it still for fucking four hours. Hopefully they had a tripod. No. Tripods weren't no no tripod yet. they didn't even have nah. those yet yeah steady cam <laughs> they put it on some dude's back and he had to like <laughs> sit there crawling they also didn't have chairs for that guy he had to stand there they had a stick tougher yeah. times back then hey I'm going to a uh, buttonathon this weekend all right oh is that this weekend yeah it's a 24 hour movie festival I talked about it last year I think yeah but, you did um yeah well they do it every year so. what uh so you're you're they yeah use your you words. think that uh the Shotron? I think they will. 
I think if if I'm Disney uh, and I know that that audience is going to just go bonkers for this kind of movie, that's the audience I show it to to help build buzz. Not that Tron needs more buzz, but I mean, you know, showing it to a geek audience is going to flip out. That's always a good thing. But the, the big rumor is now we're going to see probably Tron, probably going to see Sucker Punch, the uh, the new um, Zack Snyder movie. The guy did Three Hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, probably going to see True Grit. You're probably also going to see Megan McCain, right? Yeah, she'll be there. I, I would assume you'll see True Grit, yeah. Yeah, and so... Uh, I read a very unfavorable review of Tron the other day. Oh, yeah. really? Was, yeah. it, was it done by uh, Drew McWeeny at HitFix? No. Was, he, he, wrote a, he wrote a pretty... I think it was on... I want to say it was on Kotaku, actually. It was somewhere weird. I didn't expect to see a Tron review. I thought I was reading the video game review, and then I realized halfway through it was for the movie. And it was not, uh, it was not that hmm. positive. So. Yeah. There, there have been, there I've heard some good bad. reviews for True Grit, though. Yeah. yeah. Come on. True Grit's going to be awesome. Dude, that looks fantastic. It's a great trailer. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool to get, like, a double feature of, you know, Jeff Bridges from Tron and then True Grit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, supposedly it's going to be, like, six vintage movies and six premieres or something like that. Any torture movies this year? Uh, absolutely. Like, they'll, they'll, I mean, they like, no one knows the actual lineup of the movies except for Harry Knowles and Tim League. And uh, Tim's the owner of the, the Alamo, and Harry runs AintItCoolNews.com. It's it's Harry's birthday. That's why they throw this event. And mm-hmm. then they also raise money for uh, the kids' film series. So speaking of which, I need to buy my tickets. <laughs> I haven't done that yet. Um, you know, you're, you're saying that the True Grit that True Grit had a good trailer reminded me that next week we, we have to do our nominations for the Drunk Tank Awards. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about those, I guess, next week. And then two weeks after that, we'll... Uh, Announce our picks. I've December twenty ninth. It's I hear the industry is uh, a buzz, is waiting with bated breath for our uh, for your consideration list yeah, for our uh, for our list. I, I, uh, I I've been going back and consuming media and stuff just to make sure because last year a lot of us hadn't seen a lot of the movies that were being nominated right. and TV shows and vice versa, and so I've been catching up. And I watched a movie earlier this week that is now my movie of the year. I'm not uh-huh. gonna say what it is, but oh yeah, we gotta, oh. gotta wait, gotta save it. For, yeah, I gotta for save next it. But I, yeah. I can't believe I missed it. I, I know, I know what I know what you're talking about, and I agree. With hands you. down, movie of the year. Okay, well, hey, we'll talk about it next week. Uh, I, pro- I don't know if I'll be here next week, but I definitely want to throw out Red Dead as Game of the Year. Like, that would be my, my nominee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's what I say about that. that would, I, I know a lot of people would agree with you, but okay. I am not one of those people. All right. I'm gonna, I, I, I got to think. I don't want to get into it, but I got to think Mass Effect 2 has a pretty good shot. Uh, I, a, lot, a lot of people like that know. game. I could see that. Or, original World, brand new characters, like characters that I, I really, really enjoyed. Original so, World, the Old West. Yeah, how well, did they ever come up with it? Well, you say like Mass Effect Two, it's like a well, train. It's also a fucking sequel. So, well, well t- but it's not reliant on the, the original game. Okay, fight, fight. fight. <laughs> Griffin's not here, so I got. I'm just I saying, I don't, I don't. It someone. doesn't seem any more original than Mass Effect Two yeah. being built on an what? original world. Mass Effect One. Yeah, oh, I, I, on. I totally agree with Jeff. I think no. you, I think you're off base saying no. that Red Dead Redemption has an original world. I, well, I'm willing to bet you're going to find more people that never knew that Red Dead Redemption is a sequel than you will that. Reg- like, regardless of not, that, it's still fucking based on the Old West. It's well, still based it's on not, a million. Then, then but who's Mass Effect's but it, based on space? I mean, that's whatever. Yeah, so what we you're don't saying, travel around space. Space travel hasn't happened yet. We rode around horses. We rode around on those trains. Like that's stuff that happened already. Plus, you're saying just because nobody's played the first game because it wasn't any good that that somehow makes the second game more valid and original no no no, no. You're, you're, you're arguing the that world it's, you're is arguing the same. That it's a sequel and i'm saying it's not it's technically a sequel but i would i would say it's not at all it takes based place in, in the exact same world and you can buy a downloadable well, if, if you can buy dlc world. to import all the old characters into your multiplayer of that game it features characters from the first game then it's 
It's, it's a sequel. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no with, there's a paid DLC you can get that it brings in characters. How about this? It's different. How about this? I didn't play Mass Effect 1, and I played Mass Effect 2, and it felt like a new self-contained game. But you, there was still, I don't feel like I missed anything by not playing it. There was clearly one. a game. This is called Mass Effect 2. There's a big number 2 behind Red it. Red Dead so Revolver. So was, Red if Dead if Redemption. If it was called Gravity Effect, then it would have been <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah, totally that, that, that would have been absolutely fine. No. Weight, weight effect. Massive effect. <laughs> Mass effector. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you guys are I missed having you here, Jack. I really did. Yeah, yeah. yeah clearly. Hey, um, so on the topic of space travel, have you heard about this? Oh, we've talked a little bit off and on about this secret Air Force space plane. Oh, dude, that thing's amazing. I'm so excited about it. We're about to get four more, right? Or three more. Yeah, well, not exactly the same, but other other variants of it. I guess Still. it's like a, a plane that the Air Force flies into space and uh, does secret stuff, and then it sits up there for seven months, and then it comes back. Does secret stuff. By secret stuff, you mean it can intercept any satellite in the world and access that satellite without being detected. Right. Take that rest of the fucking world. That's why America's <laughs> king. We got, your, we got your satellites. We know everything about you. We've right. seen the we pictures. We know all your secrets. And pretty soon, Julian Assange is going to get those secrets and he's going to show them to you. So look for him on WikiLeaks 2. Unless he takes his suicide Wikileak pill. <laughs> Did you read that on CNN? Today? Like, Julian Assange, th- Assange threatens suicide pill. <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into that. It's silly. Yeah, that's... But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's really cool. It looks like a, kind of like a space shuttle that flies on its own, which is kind of scary. Yeah, it does. And it does fly on its own. It makes me happy there's stuff like that. And it can still, be... It still exists in the world. It well, can be over any point in the world. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember you told me this. It can it can fly to any point in the world in an hour. Right. That's fucking crazy. So if we had four of those puppies, we could be anywhere in the world in 20 minutes. 15. 15. Think about that. <laughs> uh, conceivably. There was another thing. I don't have a link here. I, I, I forgot to bookmark it. But the Air Force are working on some other plane that would fly... No, it was the other plane. I think that would would be at any point in an hour, wouldn't it? The that was a bomber, right? Yeah, it was yeah, like okay. some kind of weapons yeah. de- delivery platform. Didn't yeah, do I so. Well. I don't have it here. They had a test flight that didn't work out and it crashed. But it, it was crazy, like looking at the you know the like I said, the test flight didn't work, and I don't have the image in front of me. But the test flight was supposed to go from like L.A. to Hawaii in like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes, I think. Fuck that. That's crazy. Yeah, and that was also another autonomous thing. I think the the the, uh, the computer on board detected that uh, it was losing stability, so it crashed itself into the ocean. Fucking Skynet. Yeah, no shit. So who's remote controlling that? Is there like a dude at NASA with one of those like handheld remote controls you have for a car with an antenna that just goes to space? Look <laughs> <laughs> at RC, uh, the RC ones. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Big floppy thing. Did you see the the RC plane that flew around New York City? No. Yeah. yeah, someone, like, got one of those, you know, giant RC planes and attached a camera to it. And then, like, first-person, you know, point of view flew the plane through New York City, like, around Empire State Building and, like, the Brooklyn Bridge and everything. Pretty crazy that you would be able to do something like that. But apparently they picked a time where they knew there would be the least amount of uh, flight traffic, and they were able to do it, and they didn't get in trouble, and which is surprising. Hey, Gus, was it you or Bernie yesterday that was talking about the new TSA thing at Walmart? Oh, uh, that was Bernie. I'm looking at I, that video I, he was talking about. It's cool. I yeah. wish he was here to tell that story. New TSA thing at Walmart? I guess, like, well, it's like the Homeland Security. It's actually Homeland Security. Homeland Security, thing. sorry. They're going to start, and this is a story I heard from Bernie. I haven't verified it myself. They're going to start putting up monitors at Walmarts around the country. In che- at checkout lines. At the checkout lines, reminding this- you to report suspicious activity and suspicious people. That sounds like an Alex Jones thing. 
Like that, Bernie, that, that sounds a bit too out there. Have you guys flown lately and had to deal with TSA? Nope. Like since the enhanced procedures came down. But they announced yesterday that Austin is getting the uh, next year the uh, scanner that they already have it. They just have to install it, and that our floor won't fall through. Um, no, it's I, I just I just verified Bernie's story. It's true. It's I re, I'm reading it here on CNN. It's so, a program they called "If you see something, say something." So like loose lips sink ships, essentially. It's, yeah, they're gonna. It's more like McCarthyism. They're they're gonna. I guess they just started this past Monday at 320 Walmart stores. Is your neighbor a communist? What? How the? When did the? When did this fucking USA I mean, change and become so goddamn paranoid about yeah. the rest of the world? Then eventually, it's going to expand to 588 stores in 27 states. Like, remember when we got attacked on our, our home soil? Like that was you know how, that was nine years ago at this point. Do you think the space plane is listening to this conversation right now? <laughs> Are like, we in trouble? Like, I mean, like at what point did we suddenly, like, all of a sudden, like, oh shit, now we're fucked? Like, when did that happen? Like, it's, it's really starting to kind of piss me off about all this stuff. You know, John it's, it's, John Titer predicted this. I'd like to point that I out. Mean, like, We've talked about John Titer before. But he, like, he, he like, did predict the gradual erosion of civil liberties mm-hmm. and freedom. But I mean, like, what happened in the last year that now all of a sudden is like, oh, now we're fucked? Like, before, Fucking, hey, like, Jack, freedom, freedom isn't free. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, if you don't put, if you don't rat out your neighbor because he may or may not have bought like. I don't know, fucking uh, that plant manure and that, vodka, yeah. then uh, you're letting the terrorists win. Manure and vodka, that sounds like an awesome weekend. Yeah. Manure and vodka, that's the name of my new band. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play our first show next week. weekend. <laughs> Speaking of manure and vodka, uh, you and I had a conversation years ago, Gus, about what how the temperature it required to freeze vodka, and we came up with a retarded figure. I trusted your math because I don't have math. And uh, you weren't born with that skill. I accidentally set my freezer too cl- too low. I set it to negative eight degrees, and uh, I froze vodka. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I did, did and uh, I, I determined that if you put it at negative two, you get a vodka slushy. It's lo- fucking awesome. I'm looking actually at Answers.com, and someone's asking that, and they say that eighty proof vodka, which is typical vodka, will freeze at approximately negative sixteen degrees Fahrenheit or negative twenty nine for Celsius for our European listeners. There you go. So if I'm at negative eight, I'm getting like You're getting pretty close, pretty damn close, then almost a, solid. A hundred proof vodka will freeze at negative forty Fahrenheit, which is also oddly negative forty Celsius. Wow, that's creepy. So I think uh, when we talked about it years ago, we assumed there was more alcohol in vodka than there really was. We did, yeah. That's why we came up with some ridiculous number. But if you if you wanted to make a tasty vodka slushy, negative two, perfect. <laughs> Do you get just one of those, FYI, like, public service announcement. Do you get one of those like Slurpee straws that has like the the bowed end on it? Yeah, of course. Okay. What am I, some asshole? I'm not gonna have a Slurpee straw. I gotta, I gotta go to your house this weekend and try some of that stuff. Let's do it. Did you ever, when you were a kid, did you ever freeze uh, soda and make like ice cubes out of soda? Uh huh. Yeah. And then, and then put those ice cubes into that soda and drink it. Yeah. Kids do stupid stuff all the time. So awesome. Yep. Same thing with the juices and anything I could, and fucking mixing up all the different sodas at the oh, soda yeah. fountain. Suicide. Suicide. Awful. So, the soda suicide. Awful. When you when you're when you're a kid, you don't know what what tastes good and what tastes bad. Yeah. Dude, we we got to talk about what happened to us at oh. fucking Double Dave's last week. Was what? it last week or was it this week? It was it was last. What week. What happened to you last week? At Double Gus Day? and Griffin and I went to the lunch buffet at Double Dave's. I don't even know it's, how it's, to. It's a pizza place. It's oh, a pizza, no, local pizza place. I don't know how to to adequately describe what we experienced. But there was a man and a woman in front of us in line, uh-huh. and they were. I'm going to guess late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, that's a good that's about right. Approximately our age. They seemed fairly, I mean, they had all their clothes on. They were wearing shoes. They seemed to be using English appropriately. Like, I know, I had no initial 
uh, idea that they were going to turn out to be the two most retarded people on the planet. Until I realized we were standing in line for a long time. It's like double dates. All you do is you go up and you say, buffet, here's seven bucks. You don't have to say that. They, yeah. just, they start they running, ringing you up for a buffet. That it's going to be a buffet because that's what you do at lunch. Yeah. And they – I'm realizing we're standing in line for a while and I'm like, why would it take so long to get the buffet? And then so I start listening in on the conversation and the lady's like, we heard about this thing. It's called a stromboli. Is that something that you guys sell? And the lady's like, yeah, we have some strombolis. And she's like, what is that? And she's trying to explain it to her. And she's like, I just don't understand. And the guy's like, yeah, is it like a calzone? And what's a calzone? And the lady's like, well, it's a little different from a calzone. And she's going through this explanation. And the people are just like, I just don't get it. I don't know. And tell me, stop me if I'm telling this No, right. no, that's totally dead on. And, uh, and they're like, yeah, it's just like, is it good? And the lady's like, well, they're good if you get the buffet. You can get the pizza. And then if you want to try a stromboli or a calzone or whatever, feel free. And they're like, can we see it? And the lady's like, I guess. So she walks them over to the buffet and is like pointing out strombolis. Yeah, stromboli. <laughs> there's a calzone. And like, there's this whole conversation. And they're over there for like five minutes. I can't hear what's going on over there. I can just see the pointing. And the people just look fucking befuddled. Like their entire world got turned upside down because somebody mentioned the word stromboli to them. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they pay. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And then we get behind them in the buffet line where it takes them like 20 minutes to decide if they want a stromboli or a calzone. And then if so, what flavor and how much. And it's like it's like apparently a life-changing decision for these two people. Their lunch. All right, true or false? The buffet line is the only line it's okay to cut in. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, okay, totally. True. Uh, then, uh, so then I'm like, they walk away, and I'm like, thank fucking Christ. We get our pizza, and we walk over to the soda machine, and they have this newfangled soda machine. It's the, the I picked up the the, the, the Coca Cola Freestyle. The Coca Cola Freestyle. Sure. Whoa, what the hell? is It's that? really cool. It's like a it's like a touch screen See, soda here, machine. It's a, it's a touch screen. Uh huh. And you, you, you choose your soda, but it's only single serving though. Like there's only one person at a time. Yeah. Yeah. 106 drink choices, and so you just go. You were like, I want Fanta. No, I want Raspberry Fanta, and you just drill down. It's like menus. It couldn't be simpler. You hit. You hit a, my five year old could do it. Wow. And uh, they stopped at that soda machine, and that was like I saw Jaws hit the ground. <laughs> they looked scared. It's like I, I think they left. They uh, did. Uh, well, here's we watched them for about twenty minutes, try to figure out what soda to get. While we're standing there, and they're like scratching their heads, and they're like, "What is this? I don't understand. Where do I put the cup? Uh, what if I just want Coke? It's like hit the Coke button." They're really confused. And then I turn around and I'm talking to Gus and Griffin, and I'm making fun of them <clears throat> about how retarded they are, but not with an earshot. They couldn't hear me. And when we turned back around, they just had their empty glasses, and they were just walking out the front door. Yeah. I never saw their food again. I never saw them again. I never saw them eat. They just like set their food down somewhere and walked out of the like in a daze with their empty glasses. What like are, the the fucking the, devastating combination of stromboli, stromboli and soda <laughs> and the freestyle destroyed. They went back to they had to leave and go to therapy. What are the odds that these maybe were aliens that had landed on Earth and never okay. actually seen any? Aliens like would have picked up on this faster. They were the <laughs> if you're out there and if you're listening right now, I want you to know you're the two dumbest motherfuckers on the planet, and you should never ever leave your house again or have children or have children although i will say oh they'll probably they probably already have children i will that's, say that's the scary part it's got to be i was thinking about this later in the day it's got to be awesome to be that stupid because every time you leave your house it's a whole new world <laughs> of, of adventure and possibility and everything is exciting it's fantastic it's I'm, like oh, a soda machine this is going to occupy me for the next six hours <laughs> this is fantastic and i'm fucking retarded so i'm going to forget about it tonight and then tomorrow it's going to be a whole new adventure again i'm sure jack knows all about that oh my god wait what <laughs> hey, we just we just got a, we just picked up a fourth. Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome, hey. Mr. Bernie Burns. I had a friend in college who had a hamster, and he said it was like that. I said, "How can you keep this poor animal in this like three by three foot cube of glass?" He's like, "He loves it, man. He has no memory. 
Like, <laughs> he runs on the wheel for a little while. He goes over and goes, what's this? A fucking castle? That's amazing. <laughs> then he gets done with the castle. He's like, check out that wheel. <laughs> Dude, we met the human equivalents to that in the lunch buffet the other day. Oh, uh, sorry. Terrible. Oh, my God. Reddit had a really funny post the other day where – Reddit, Reddit has like three different modes. It's go crazy about whatever the, the hot topic of the week is, whether it's the Colbert thing the TSA thing, you know, and then it's like talk about how lonely everybody is. And then the other one is just complain about the minutiae of life. Yeah. And one of them is uh, they, they did the other day is that the pie chart of the people at the ATM. And it's like people who want $20 in cash. And it's like this little tiny sliver. And it's like people who want to rearrange their 401k and all the retirement <laughs> plans. And it's like those are the people in front of me at the ATM. I ran into someone like that once when we were downtown at an ATM near the office where – he must have done like 15 transactions because he would do stuff. Then a receipt would come out. Then he'd go again, another receipt. Like I was like, what the – how the fuck did I end up behind this guy? What the hell is he doing? Do you deposit at the ATM? Oh, yeah. I'll do of that. Of course. No. <laughs> there he is. There's always one guy no. who's afraid to deposit at the ATM. I, I deposit via my phone now. Dude, depositing in the, yeah. in the, at the ATM is awesome. You yeah. have that thing where you can take a picture of a check? Yeah, yeah. I, I, have, I bank with Chase and there's like a – on the iPhone app, you can, you can just take a picture of the check. And it goes straight into your account. That's awesome. That's such bullshit. <laughs> no, but the Bank of America ATMs are actually pretty badass. I hate Bank of America, but when I was the brief amount of time I was with them, now nah, fuck them. They're they're pretty cool. Like you can there's a, the ATMs literally. I did deposit checks on the ATMs at the Bank of America. It's literally just like slide your check in and it'll scan it, read it, it show yeah. you who gave it to you, how much it's worth, and like yeah. deposit Chase, it. In. Chase, Chase does that too. Do they you have just, you, fuck Bank of America. Just do not piss us yeah, off. No, do no, not go there. No, Bank of America sucks ass. I I I got the I, I dropped Bank of America because I. I, I started. I set up my my iTunes account with Bank of America, and I bought one song, ninety nine cents. I was charged a one dollar fee for not swiping my card, and I was like, "Yep, I'm done. Fuck you. I am done. I get one strike. You are out on that case." <laughs> Jack, with the, with uh, authority. No, no, that, that's bullshit. The well informed consumer over here. Yeah. So, sorry. One strike. That is all you get, sir. <laughs> I like Bank of America. I think they're fucking awesome. I don't know what Gus is talking about. I like a bunch of dickheads. It's the Bank I of America, Gus. Gus. It's the best <laughs> bank in America. I got to say, my mortgage and my SEP and a credit card are all tied through Bank of America, and their online portal is awesome. Like, I go to, I just log in, and every, every piece of business I have with them is right there. If you have a safety deposit box, Bank of America, the one by my house at least, you, like, use your handprint. To get in, stupid. Do you oh, really? Come on, that's great. Do you really get to use your handprint? Yeah, is it like, is it fucking like, goofy is it like, key. Is it like total recall? Where you have to like put your two fingers together and you know you start up the reactor? You no, know, it does. It, yeah, it's got three fingers. And you just jam your hand on there and it works. It has uh, pegs and you have to line your hand up with the pegs. And then like all these lights, there's a picture of a human hand up in the little white outline. That's pretty cool. Like a little kid drawing a turkey, and then it lights up in different parts as it, it recognizes the different parts. Or of it the just hand. or it just lights up to make you feel like it's doing that. Like the teller's hitting the button under the counter. Yeah, it's like, it's like, yep, that's Bernie. Let him in. Probably. <laughs> are, you, are, are you cool with that stuff though? Like when they 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 try to track who you are. Um, well, I mean, if anytime you ever go to safety deposit box, anyway, they track who yeah, you. Are. I, I mean, so. I'm kind if, of okay with that with the safety deposit box them tracking who yeah. you. Heaven are. forbid, though, with something like that, like there's a power outage and you can't get into your safety deposit box, yeah. or they, you know, their fucking database with your handprint gets deleted. Like, here's something. I don't know if when was the last time you guys went to Disney World? A couple months ago, Disney oh, World, really? Gus. Disney World. Did you okay? When you went through, did you have to do your, your fingerprints? No. No, maybe okay. Maybe it's just Universal. What? When I went to Universal Studios uh, a few months ago, you w- when you scan your ticket through, you have to put your finger down, and they scan your fingerprint. And that there is, they do it because it has something to do with them reselling tickets. 
It's like they don't want you selling your your ticket you bought. Homeland Security keeping running that fingerprint against us, some database. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's pretty weird. Like they do stuff like I think it was like the season pass at Disney World. They they make you you fingerprint as well. Hmm. But yeah, it's pretty pretty trippy. I had to go get a uh, people are cool with that stuff. A document notarized the other day because uh, I was filling out an entrance form to get money back for you know my break in, and uh, at the bank the notary lady made me. Do both thumbs on the fingerprints of both thumbs just to get her to fucking notarize a document saying my shit got stolen. It's a little extreme. Jack's over here talking about tracking stuff. Uh huh. And do you want to be tracked and all that? And I was just about to get on my iPhone here uh-huh. by Apple. Wonderful product, <laughs> not a sponsor. Um, yes. And I was gonna see. I was gonna look up this thing about Walmart. That we, we, talked we talked about. about it. We just talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I figured you might you guys might have talked about it, but I went to go look that up to make sure it's not some kind of weird like urban legend or we're not misunderstanding it, which I'm sure we are. And I saw my search history on Google, and it really makes me wonder what's wrong with me. You want me to read you just a sample? Yeah. Let's oh, this. please. Go for Oops. It. I just fucked up. I think I just lost it. Okay. So I have Mega sixty four Sean Derek Rocco. Mm-hmm. I, I looked that up. Sean's name spelled wrong. I was trying to figure out how to spell mm-hmm. his particular variant of Sean. Um, fish truck. I don't know why I looked that up. Uh, then I looked up computer sings Daisy, which was the you remember two thousand one when yeah, yeah, Hal yeah. dies. That's actually based on the first time a computer ever spoke. It sang the song Daisy. Oh, I didn't and know have that. a recording of it on yeah, YouTube. University Easter of egg. Illinois. What wine goes with pork ribs? <laughs> <laughs> How many shells will a Mossberg persuader hold? What gauge is a Mossberg persuader? What is a Mossberg Persuader? That is my shotgun <laughs> that I have. It depends on uh, how it's plugged, right? <laughs> exactly. I think it holds 10 shells. Yeah, it probably holds 10, but legally you probably can't put more than six in it. Same as my wife. What a, gr- <laughs> what a great name. <laughs> that was great. What a great name for a shotgun product. The persuader. It's a persuader. Yeah. <laughs> if 10 shotgun shells can't persuade you, nothing will. And then what does Superman eat? <laughs> That's another thing I wanted to know from Google. So, Gus, what does Superman eat? Steaks, whatever you want. Steaks and apple pie, man. It's fucking America. We got a big debate at my wife and I whether or not Superman eats anything at all. I don't think he needs to. He's got to. He's solar. He eats sun. Yeah. Yeah. He eats the sun's rays. Okay. Delicious sun rays. Well, fuck Krypton, man. But yeah, you're a uh, Gus looked it up, and your t- your uh, Homeland Security story is on CNN. Yeah, I, I read it. I, I verified it. it on CNN. Well, then it's got to be true. It's true. I was saying, it sounds like an Alex Jones thing. Alex Jones is one of those crazy conspiracy theory guys who, who's based here in Austin and is now world known, which is all scary in its own right. But Sounds like a George Orwell thing. That, to me, is like off the charts crazy. Pretty yeah, crazy. So eventually, they're going to put it in 588 stores is what we read. It's already live. They're how, already doing it. How do, you feel about, how do you feel about the body scanners, Bernie? We, we mentioned they're, they're coming to Austin next year. So at the airport, I just I, I think they're terrible. Mm-hmm. I think they're terrible. I think that's you know I think that's the real cost of terrorism is that it's just like the 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 way it eats away at your life every yeah. every day mm-hmm. a little bit. You know what I mean? You know what's really terrible? You know I sent you guys that that story yesterday saying that the scanners were coming. Right. The the worst part about that story to me is that they did an independent study to determine if the floor could support the weight that cost two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> it cost a quarter of a million dollars to decide. Yeah, this I beam can hold a fucking scanner. Right motherfuckers you know what that is that's the architectural engineer who worked just pulled the plans and was like hold please <laughs> just, do, 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 <laughs> the ceiling for a little bit played some minecraft and come back and go yeah it'll do it yeah, he simulated it in minecraft he's like let me rebuild the airport yeah. i'm sure he did he just looked at the plans yeah. and knew i mean I'm, I'm i'm not an architectural engineer i have a pretty good feeling they know how much weight the floor can hold. yeah well when we bought this building that we moved into i had to meet uh, a structural engineer out here because we had to determine whether or how much weight we could put on the second floor the guy lifted some of the ceiling tiles out here, 
looked around, like popped his head around, looked at the under the bottom part of the floor, like wrote something down. I was like, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> I was like, okay then, check please. He's like, that'll, that'll be two hundred. <laughs> that'll be a quarter million dollars. Yeah, Thank exactly. you. All right, so I'm going to tell you this, read you this story that I was trying to tell you guys at lunch today, but I decided to wait. Okay, which is now a new phenomenon since the podcast is now we defer conversations. It's true. It's killed t- our t- social to a public arena. Yeah, and typically you forget it too. That's the worst part. I'm bookmarks. All right, this is from the London Times. Outside the Bristol Zoo in England, oh yeah, there's a parking lot for 150 cars and eight buses. Or- or, or coaches, as they're called in England. It was manned by, a very, uh, manned by a very pleasant attendant with a ticket machine charging cars one pound, about $1.40, and coaches uh, were charged five pounds, about $7. This nice gentleman uh, was known by everyone, and he worked there for a solid 25 years every single day. Then one day, quite suddenly, this guy just doesn't show up for work. He's not there. So the Bristol Zoo calls the city and says, hey – uh, this machine, the ticket machine's not being cleared out. People can't get tickets or whatever. It's filled up, uh, and then we can't find the guy that works here. Can you send out another attendant to work it? The city says, "Zoo, it's your the, the parking lot is your responsibility. It's not our responsibility." They said, "We don't want responsibility for the parking lot. We just want you to send another attendant out." And they said, "It's your responsibility. The parking lot is your responsibility." And they said, "Well, you have a city employee that's worked here for 25 years." And the city says, "We have no record of this gentleman." <laughs> so apparently, the guy one day came. Set up a machine and was collecting it every single day, all the money from the parking lot of the zoo, for 25 years. That's awesome. They estimated he made 3.6 million pounds, <laughs> seven million dollars over 25 years. That's so. No one awesome. knows his name or where he is now. What, what what's I, what's I, that salary? What, wondered, Gus, what is that salary? What Break I, it down. What do I wondered math. about that story was, um, like, when the parking lot needed repairs, like, who would he call? Would he go like to the zoo and be like, "Oh, time to repaint the parking lot," or? If he's a smart or, dude, is what he did. Or, 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 or if he's a smart dude, he fucking does it himself. He's like doesn't doesn't say shit. Seven million dollars over twenty five years is two hundred eighty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> For coming and clearing out the the parking lot machine. <laughs> that's awesome. Now someone's probably going to write and tell us that's an urban legend. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, the best what? urban legend ever. Whether or not it's an urban it legend, was... the story is still. You're, you're never going to meet the guy who's got seven million dollars. You know, but it's an interesting story that somebody could theoretically do that. Yeah. You come set up a ticket machine, everyone assumes it's okay, and people just start paying it. He steals a dollar a day from 150 random people. Who's going to go after him for that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my I'm, I'm looking it up on, on now, Snopes. If the asshole had anybody towed or ticketed, <laughs> then that's a little different story. Whole other story. Like, if you ever got towed from the Bristol Zoo any point in the last 25 years, you'd be like, that motherfucker. That's the guy who's going to find the guy on the beach and like the Caribbean and kill him. That is fucking awesome. Have you ever heard anything like that before? Like anybody getting away with like some major crime? I've read about cons like that, but nothing nothing that long. Like um I, I've read about people who would like basically say an ATM was broken and then have someone in a security guard outfit sitting next to it and like with a bag, you know, essentially saying, you know, if if you want to make a deposit, you can make a deposit with me. And then they'd have a number. They'd be like, here, you know, you can call this number. And then it'll, someone would be on the other end and be like, no, no, he's he's legit. He's with us. Or they'd answer, you know, bank of whatever. And he would sit there and collect deposits. <laughs> what? You got to be a <laughs> dumb motherfucker to fall for that. Yep. You have to do that. Then you'd have to go that's, get- some, that's some Nigerian-level stupidity. Yeah. But that, that's like the only thing I've heard anything of that nature. Later, later that day, you'd be like, I'd like to buy the Stromboli, but I just made a deposit. <laughs> yeah. I had a guy next to an ATM. <laughs> Was that Stromboli? Was that what this dude was fucking Stromboli yeah. in Calzone. Apparently, apparently the, the, the parking lot's an uh, urban legend. Damn. Oh. I just told you not to tell me that. I know it clearly it's an urban legend, you know? Oh. Then, then why would you not want me to tell you? Because I, I don't want to know. I don't want to ruin. But Who you gives do. a shit? Who gives a shit? Okay. Does our parking lot attendant know about this? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ask Alex. <laughs> Man, like he's nice, though. You know, in America, guys, if say, let's say theoretically now. Now we can't even talk about it because it's fake, but let's go ahead and talk about it anyway. In America, if the guy had done it, could he do it for a long enough period of time where he would claim that he actually owns that parking lot? Like squatter's rights or something? Yeah. No. I guess the city could just eminent domain it back from him if they, even yeah. if they got that, right? Yeah. But they'd have to buy it for fair market value. No, I don't think, no. I don't think you could. I think you'd have to live there. Maybe if you set up a shack at the parking lot and lived there as well. Parking I don't lot. think you can claim residence over, over public property in, in Not general. Not if it was public, though. What's that? What if it wasn't public? Oh, if it's yeah. private? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter because Gus figured out it's fake. <laughs> took everything else on the internet. The dream killer. Fake. That's me. So, Bernie, are you uh, kicking, the, kicking around the idea of jumping back into WoW? Uh, a little bit, but I just was playing a lot of Borderlands, so I'm not really feeling the need to go back and play yeah. WoW because, I mean, Borderlands is as close you're going to get to an MMO on a, on a console. Except for the MMOs on consoles already. What, what's an MMO on a uh, console? Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Nobody who plays that. We have, nobody. Really? I, mean, I don't right. think. And also... We're going to get two angry emails. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten into 3D gaming. Oh, Have yeah. How's that working out yeah, for you? I got a 3D TV, so I gave it a shot. What did, I, you, what did you play? Let me say this, and this will make everybody who owns a PS3 and has listened to this podcast and me talk about a PS3 before, this should make them happier, I guess, that 3D gaming on the PS3 is way better than it is on the Xbox. Oh, yeah? And way better. The only Xbox 3D game I know of is Black Ops. Yeah, that that is the one that I have played. Okay, but even though the P- even beyond that though, I mean, assuming other titles, the PS3 when I plugged it into my 3D TV knew that it was a 3D TV. Nice, and walked me through some stuff about 3D gaming. Was it a nice. Sony TV? No, Samsung. Hmm. Cool. A- and uh, when I went to go play Call of Duty Black Ops and I set it to 3D mode, I then had to go make a change to my TV so that I could play 3D Black Ops. Apparently, it was some like side by side mode. Mm-hmm. Where it literally it looked like I was playing split screen but single player until I made the change on my TV that recognized that these are two different feeds and to overlay them. In oh way right, oh cool. Yeah. So, so and it was even when I did that it was still pretty damn swimmy, you mm-hmm. know. So it, the Call of Duty experience was one thing, but the fact that when I plugged it into my PS3, my PS3 knew it was an HDTV. No, that's that awesome. was pretty cool. How uh, how do you like 3D gaming in general? Uh, well, the game that I played that I really liked the most was Wipeout HD on PS3. It's a racing game. Mm-hmm. I think I actually found something that makes me interested in racing games. Yeah. Is 3D. I saw a tech demo. I think it was at PAX East of that uh, the game, Just Cause 2 in yeah. 3D. I played a little bit of that. That was awesome. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I played it too. Yeah. That was PAX East. Yeah. But I will say this. I had never purchased Wipeout before because it's a fucking racing game and I hate them. But... When I downloaded it and bought it, it was one of those PSN games. Mm-hmm. So I purchased it, downloaded it, three updates. Nice. <laughs> At r- the moment I bought it, it ha- I had to update it three times. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to jump on this bandwagon. The other, the other day, I, uh, my wife and I were getting into a disagreement over which game had the best graphics. And I was going to put in Heavy Rain as an example on the PS3. You know, and I put it in and, of course, I hadn't played it for a while. So there were a ton of updates. I updated, went through all that. It was like it was over a gig of updates, by the way. <laughs> And installs. Yeah, and installs. I went through all that, and I launched the game, and I loaded my save game, and like I couldn't play the game. Like there were like heavy rain. If you've never played, like you have to hit certain butt combinations that you see on screen. There were weird combinations I'd never seen, and I, I figured out there was a move controller on the screen. I was like, well, I don't have move. Why does it want me to use it? So I like I tried to quit the game. I couldn't quit the game without move. Really? Yeah, I had to power my PlayStation Three off. 
relaunch the game. And before I loaded my game, <laughs> I had to go into the settings to tell it I don't have move. Wow. Oh, my God. It's on by default. It's huh? on by default, even if you don't have the hardware. I was like, what the fuck is this? That's bizarre. That's terrible. That's really bizarre. No, wait, I didn't have to turn the PlayStation off. I hit, like, the PlayStation button. I had to go to quit game. Went back to the dashboard and then relaunched the game. Just imagine, mm. if you're the kind of person that gets confused by Stromboli, you would throw your PS3 in the trash. <laughs> right? That would be an insurmountable... You'd be like, this is broken. No, you, yeah. see, you still have a VHS player if you're confused by Stromboli. I, I always say that like when you go anywhere now, like in a suburban neighborhood, we laugh about the fact of how many unsecured networks are mm-hmm. out there. The fact that people can set up a wireless network at all is amazing to me. Yeah. Because every time I go to set up a wireless network, it, I block out like two hours, three hours to yeah. do Maybe I'm doing too much to get it exactly right. But at the same point, it's like, how does the average person set up a wireless network? How does the average person go and buy a Cisco router, go home and set that thing I up? see that at Best Buy all the time now. They have like that Cis- like that home Cisco networking wireless stuff. Like, who the fuck is using this? Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is buying that? I guess it makes sense like that ISPs sell like their home wireless service where customers don't have to worry about it. It's like you pay your ISP. They'll set up your cable modem. They set up you know, some Wi-Fi access point that you're renting from them, and you don't ever do- touch it. You let them do it. They'll also install your – what was it? They'll install your Xbox for $150. Was that Just the big scam they had for Geek Squad? <laughs> that's fucking, yeah, that's Best Buy. You know I'm getting sick of no, Best Buy. No, no, Best Buy is a great, great vendor of DVDs oh, and yeah, other yeah. things. So. Yeah, no, they Geek are. Squad. But I'm getting tired of the employee trying to push the $5 insurance for every game I buy. Yeah. It lasts for a year. Like, I'm not going to be playing this game in two weeks, let alone Man, a year. I, I got really fed up with customer service on the phone the other day and hung up on someone. Um like, I was trying to log in to manage my XM radio account, and I couldn't remember my username, couldn't remember my password, finally figured it all out, and it was like, you have att- you know, you've been locked out. You've tried to log in unsuccessfully too many times. Please call this phone number. They're like, oh, fine. I pick up the phone, call the phone number, and uh, they're like, you know, what's your, what's your phone number? And I tell them, like, I can't find your files. They're like, well, here's my account number. They look it up. Like, we can't find it. Is this a Sirius or XM account? It's like, this is an XM account. Like, oh, well, this is the number for Sirius. You need to call XM. It's like, well, this is the number that was on the website. They're like, oh, okay, we'll call XM. Okay, fine. Same fucking company now, by the way. Yeah, right. same company. I call XM, and uh, they find my account, and uh, the, the woman's treating it like password error. And I'm like, no, I know my username. I know my password. I'm locked out. So I'm locked out. She's like, well, this is your username. It spells it out. This is your password. I go through all that. I'm like, okay, it's not working. I'm locked out. It's like, okay, well, let me transfer you to technical support. We've been on the phone five minutes at this point. And I'm like, okay, fine. She's like, but first, let me congratulate you, sir. You have been pre-selected. I was like, I grabbed the phone and I, I smashed it on my desk and <laughs> I hung it up. I was like, what the fuck? Like, she started trying to sell me something for support. Yeah, God, that seems like a, the, we worked in support for a while, and there was always somebody who had the bright idea of well, let's try to sell something to customers while they're on hold, when, when, while they're irate, while they're yeah. when they're experiencing something that's not working, while they hate the product. Essentially, the, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it was always unbelievable to me that, that people thought you could have a sales opportunity during support yeah. moments. I, I eventually figured out that they had just cookied my browser, so I couldn't log in from Safari. So I just launched Firefox and logged in there, just fine. My account wasn't locked. Oh yeah, that's an interesting way to lock something. Yeah, it's weird, stupid way. Did you read about that uh, glitch where they li- released a list of sites that were? exploiting something in JavaScript that allowed them to see other sites that you had been to. Yeah. Essentially where they could go back and look at your browser history, and mm-hmm. they were capturing all that data. And I was actually pretty surprised by some of the sites that were caught doing that, like some hardware review sites and things like that. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They're, they're, they're the ones with the technology. They, they, want to, they want to figure that stuff out? I guess so. Yeah. That seems like, yeah. that seem, that seems like it would be a bigger back, backlash. Yeah, people doing that are what's going to ruin. They're going to... They're gonna, End up forcing government regulation on the internet because people are doing stupid shit like that. Wasn't well, the government already taking websites? Are they taking domain names? Yeah. 
Uh, that's a whole other <laughs> mess. It seems like something would cause a real amount of backlash. Like where it's not just people complaining about stuff. A butterfly just flew out of the window and everybody in the office stopped and looked at that butterfly. It looked huge. It did look big. You all got so wistful there for a second. (laughs) I could be outside like that butterfly enjoying the day. Should I play WoW? Should I give up Borderlands and play WoW? Yes. Yeah. Play just – Just do one of the new starting areas. Do like a goblin. Do a goblin starting area. It's a really interesting experience. I don't want to go all the way through it because we – The first half of the podcast was. I'm sure. All right, I'll play. But the cool thing about it is, I'll, and I'll say this, I was not looking forward to going through a starting area because of the grind of the same kind of quest over and over again that wears hit you down. Pig. Hit the pig, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, haven't, I, I feel like I haven't done the same type of quest twice in the first eight levels of the game. Okay. Like, it's very, very, very different. And, and it's, it's very cool. It's not all combat oriented. It's either. not There's combat oriented. Of, like, quirky, weird stuff. Combat oriented stuff, maybe twenty percent of it. Yeah. And you just blow through it. Like you blow through environments so fast, you don't feel like you're grinding out on the same beachfront no. forever. It's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Have you seen the goblin mounts yet? Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty awesome. They, and that's another well, thing. They, they? Let, they let you get on a mount almost immediately in the goblin for the starting first, area. For the first Thank five God. levels, you have a mount. Yeah. Like your third quest is you get a mount, and then you like have it for you know, most of the starting time. Wow. I mean, the, the mounts are like it's like a like a trike. It's a like three, a three wheeled motorcycle. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, it's pretty uh, cool. It's pretty cool. And they're, they're flying mounts a helicopter. Do you know? Do you know what made me stop playing WoW the first time? What's that? Okay, so I I understood that it was a MMO game, and I hate downtime in games like i hate mm-hmm. like minutia stuff and so i specifically uh chose a druid because i knew that it got a cat form at level 20 and everyone else got mounts at 40 right. at that time i think so i thought okay great so i'll be faster than everybody else and be able to, to like walk across the lane and get stuff done faster so I, that's specifically why i chose a druid then i get the cat form and you don't go any faster as a cat Really? Yeah, you, you, you go, go no faster. No, you, you go twenty percent faster. Forty percent faster. 40? It's like not back as fa- then. Back then, I don't think you went any faster. At no, all. you go a little faster. It's just not as fast as a mount. I think he's right. I think back then they might not have gone faster. I remember when you got that. that I was actually t- talking about the time we were in uh, College Station, and I watched you play WoW on the laptop in the hotel room, and uh, you were showing me the cat form, and that's yeah. what made me want to play the game. Really? Yeah. Well, that's how I got it. That's why I stopped playing. I was so angry about that. <laughs> Because to me, it's like you have two legs, you go to four legs, you're faster. That's yeah. just science. More legs means faster. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's, I, I can't see the history, but I see that it is 40% now, and I, that's what I remember it being. I, I don't. It, it, it didn't seem any faster than when I got it. I think I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, the cat's not any faster. You get a mount now at like 20, 20, 20 yeah. too. It's crazy. There's, there's one thing, though, in playing Borderlands, which is a great game, has a ton of character, and it's really awesome. There's one thing in that game that's going to make me stop playing that game. And that is, is it the claptrap? No, 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 no. No, you don't. Think, you don't find the claptrap funny? No. Really? After playing it over and over, check it out. Oh, look, I'm dancing. I'm you, dancing. If you leave oh, it on the title screen, he'll get, to, he'll get to you after a while. I kind of like. That's the one thing I remember about that game was the claptrap was kind of clever. Right. And uh, the the problem is though in the interface. Do you guys remember how you pick up a weapon or pick up anything on the ground? You hold down. No, you hit X. Okay. Then if you want to pick up multiple things, oh, right. you, you hold. hold X. Then if you want to pick up a gun. Like, say there's a weapon on the ground, Jack, and you wanted to replace the gun that you're currently holding, which how often in an in a MMO game do you really replace your weapon set? Mm-hmm. It's not every time you pick something no. up. You hold X. So it's the same button to do everything. So when you're picking up a bunch of crap, you always end up changing to some shitty gun you just yeah. picked up off the ground. Yeah. And then you got to go into your inventory system, and it makes, it makes picking things up, which 
how often in MMOs you pick and, shit and up. And in that game, you pick shit up constantly. And while you pick up stuff constantly. Yeah. It's like it's, After every kill. Picking stuff up should be a lot easier in a game, and I have no idea why two or three different functions yeah. are assigned to one button. That would happen to me all the time where I'd you know, equip some stupid gun and be like, why the fuck am I not killing this? Oh, what is this gun in my hand? Yeah, because so, I, have, I have a level one pea shooter now. Yeah, some yeah. old piece of shit's in my I, hand. I experienced a similar problem in Fallout New Vegas where anytime you would walk into somewhere they, where they would confiscate your weapons, it would also reset your quick launch on your D-pad. So, like, I, I had set my D-pad up where it's like I have a long range, short range, yeah. middle, like medium range, where I can just hit left, right, or down. Every single time you go into somewhere where they pull your weapons, you'd have to yeah. reset it's that just, and do it all over it's again. It's when you lose that item, they do that. It's the same thing with stim packs. Like, I, I always had a hot button for stim yeah, packs. Yeah. And if you ran out of stim packs and bought more, it wouldn't remap it. You'd yeah. have to go back in and reset the, that, quick, that's the quick use. Like, why isn't it always just permanently, like, this will always be your yeah, stim pack? If button. you have that item, yeah. that'll be it. Yeah. If you don't have that item, then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a, that seems like a, a no-brainer. Yeah. Fallout seems like it would be a good 3D game to me. Yeah. Yeah, I go with that. WoW seems like it would be a good 3D game as well. Be interesting. I just I just recently I, just, I mean just now thought that um WoW there's areas of WoW that really remind me of Avatar. Yeah. Like Ungoro Crater and stuff like that. There, there's there's stuff in the Outlands too. that's almost like like Nagarind actually. There's a lot of stuff in there where it's like floating islands. And oh yeah, like yeah. So rip off the <laughs> Hallelujah Hills, is that what they call it in Avatar? Yeah, yeah. How is that what they call it in Avatar? Hallelujah Hills? I think so. Huh, interesting. I don't know. I don't think that's the, the Navi name. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, that, that Blu-ray, Monty's been watching that thing pretty much on a loop since it came out. And the new Avatar Blu-ray has so much additional content. It's pretty awesome. I think it's like three discs Blu-ray. Jesus. That's like 45 hours of content, I'm pretty sure. Do you see that Alien box set that Monty got? That's like 40 DVDs. No. He, he folded it out for me. It's like, it's like 12 DVDs for three movies, four movies. Wow. It's pretty crazy. Wow. Yeah, it's got a bunch of... Similar to Avatar's, like extended cuts and yeah. things like that. On that Avatar Blu-ray, can you watch the movie, like the performance capture version of the movie? I, I haven't seen it. Okay. Monty does a thing where while he's working, he just always has something on a loop right there next to him. At yeah. least one thing, sometimes three things. There was a couple times when Avatar first came out on Blu-ray, when it was just the movie on Blu-ray, and that was it. Yeah. He watched the entire movie at 50%, 50% speed, like he put it on half speed and uh, watched it and did that like two or three times. Mm-hmm. Because he was analyzing like the visual effects and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a on top of everything else, he's an amazing student of other people. Yeah, I've never seen anybody consume stuff the way yeah. he does. Like he, like I, I, he watched the Iron Man special effects or like special features for like forty straight hours. I think like every time I went in there, he was watching John Favreau talking about stuff. He's like something yeah. from the future. He has so many monitors with so many different <laughs> he, things he going really on is. around it's his like, desk. It's like Project Swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> if a monitor goes missing, I assume it's on his desk. And, and yeah. it probably And is. he's using the shit out of every one of them, mm-hmm. too. Also, if a sandwich goes missing, <laughs> it's probably there. The, yeah. uh, the, the crazy thing, though, to me is that, you know, in watching all that stuff is like how he can consume it all. One of the things he does like that is video games. He plays no video games at all. He just watches them all on YouTube. Right, yeah. yeah. He, watches- he plays some fighting stuff, but not much. Or like, yeah, when he plays, like he plays Ninja Gaiden over and over and over again. He he watches stuff that has animation cycles. Yeah, in. yeah. He and- just plays the same same. Like he'll get obsessed with a game and just play it over and over and over again. But I watched him the other day. I was watching him. I watched him. I was having a conversation with him while he was watching like twenty minutes of cutscenes and gameplay from Enslaved. And I was like, "Oh, are you going to play that game?" And he's like, "No, I don't need to. I got this." You know, he just was content to watch it. Yeah, he he, he watches he watches about ninety five percent of the video games. Yeah, that he, that he consumed, which is which is a really weird way to go about that. Mm-hmm. 
Really and sometimes great. he'll come into our office and just watch whatever we're playing. You know, the, the other day he's w- w- play, watching one of those uh, Final Fantasy games where you take turns punching the monster and casting this. But I hate those games mm-hmm. so much. It's like attack, attack. <laughs> it's like you're just hitting A for like two weeks of your life essentially. <laughs> and uh, he's watching one of these battles. Like, how can you watch this? I'm like, how can you possibly? He's like, I just like these kind of games. It's like, wow. I mean, he's not sitting there staring at the monitor. He's working, and it's like there to his left, mm-hmm. and he can look over and he's listening to it while he's well, working. See, I don't have I don't have issues with that. I mean, some like everyone has their sort of you know guilty pleasure game, like the Dynasty Warriors games. I fucking love those games, and they're those are just idiotic button mashers. So the same, same thing. Yeah, Jack has never played Civilization ever. Really? What? Yeah. I sent out an email recently, seeing who would be interested in dedicating like a Saturday to coming up to the office. And let's all play a full multiplayer game of Civilization. <laughs> I think that would take longer than a Saturday, I think. You think it would? God. If we're all in the room and we're all playing, I, I think we could get it done. I, I said I've never played a full multiplayer game of Civilization in my entire life. I don't think I have either. Do you think anyone has? I, yeah, I'm sure there's people that have. <laughs> you used to be able to play it by mail. Do you remember that? No. It was the email function where you take a turn and it would email it to your buddy that it was oh, his turn. and the yeah, import the, the moves. Exactly. What Civ was that? I want to say Civ Two hmm. did that, hmm. yeah, and it, we, it's like old chess by mail kind of a thing, yeah. you know. But so, you should you should definitely play Civilization. I, I was I was planning on on picking up through uh, the Mac version of Steam, but I, I didn't play get a, a chance to or, play Civ Rev on the Xbox. That's a yeah, good game. I think I like Civ Rev more than I like Civ Five. Oh, it's too dumbed down, don't you think? Uh, I thought Civ Five was too dumbed down. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. Hmm. All right, Civ Rev seemed to it was it was it seemed to flow faster. It's it's cool. It's a lot of fun. You get you get locked up, especially like technology trees. Yeah, man, like I, I was so fucking angry. I was dominating my continent, and then I realized it was another continent where the fucking Russians and French. I was like, "Fuck those assholes! How the fuck did they spawn over there?" I was like, I didn't build any net to like suddenly ramp up my navy, go over there, slap them around a bit. You can also play it on the iPhone. It's great iPhone map. Oh, Civ Civ Rev. Rev. Yeah. No, actually, yeah. I have it on the iPhone, but I played it. and I was like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. So yeah, yeah I was like that with Minecraft. I didn't understand. No. You know, it just looked like it. The worst graphics in the world and wandering around. <laughs> Carrie's been playing Minecraft like nonstop, man. Has he? Yeah. You know, he plays that mode where you just you get as many bricks as you want. You just build whatever you want, which I find out that's how people make those enormous things. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Which I guess is pretty cool, but not really. I mean, it's <laughs> not cool. I mean, it's, you know, if you have a world and you're trying to survive in it and you're trying to get stuff, that seems a lot cooler to me. Yeah. That game's tough because you can build a lot of stuff. And unless you're very careful about where you actually started building from where you spawned you spawn in the same point in the world all the time so you can lose your own constructions and you know if something kills you, you're like crap where was that thing that i was <laughs> that, that i just yeah. spent two weeks building and uh we had a really cool moment because I, I played with my kid and we found one of our old caves and homes like oh old, really like like several game sessions later so it's like finding your own relic it was really kind of cool that's awesome it's like wait a minute i know that tree there's a torch <laughs> <laughs> oh this is great so Hey, should we talk about any release stuff we have coming out this week? Um, Today's Wednesday, uh, sure. right? Sure, yeah, let's do that and wrap up. Immersion's coming out. Yeah. We've been going pretty long. But we do have a new immersion coming out today, is that the, right? It's the girl immersion. Ooh. That's, that's no spoiler because it was, in the it was next teased in the previous one. But mm-hmm. is, is that coming out today? Yeah, that comes out today. Sorry. It's okay. To me. And then we're also, um, Brandon was putting up for sponsors. I forget what he was putting up earlier this week, uh, but then Griffin... And uh, Brandon and I recorded director's commentaries for the first two episodes 
of immersion as well. So we're going to put those up for sponsors, sponsors only as well. That's cool. Well, well one of the things one of the things we're thinking about with immersion, we don't really see it as being a product that's going to go to DVD. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, so we just want to like just make like essentially build a virtual DVD, all the content we would normally have in DVD, and just put it put online, you know, put it up for the sponsors. Dude, congratulations on the success of the the second one. Like it blew up, man. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah and you guys, you're, the achievement horse horse thing is <laughs> yeah. uh, it also blew up. Yeah, uh, yeah. By the way, speaking of congratulations. It's a bittersweet congratulations. The uh, achievement hunter finally got best. Finally got dumped down to second place in the gaming section, the gaming shows on YouTube. Yeah, it got uh, dumped down to second and replaced with immersion. Did it really? So, yeah. yeah. Now we're one and two. <laughs> oh my god! Was it a tough day in your house when that happened? I just saw it this morning. Wow. I was like, "Why the fuck am I second place?" Oh, I'm also first place. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I guess you're. I guess you're in both shows. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we're we're all over that shows page on YouTube. Like RT Shorts is on there. Red versus Blue is on there. Yeah, that's good. Well, I, you know, I don't think it. I don't think people have a lot of shows. I mean, I think we're. Yeah. I mean, we we just we do different. We call them shows, and that's the way we've always done it. You know, and yeah. I, a lot of times when you look at the shows on YouTube, it's really just different channels for people doing whatever they do. Like, Essentially, yeah. Like the Phil DeFranco show is Phil DeFranco's channel. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so, mean, it was like the Rooster Teeth YouTube account is sort of a giant bucket, and so the shows are a way to kind of separate that out. So if someone doesn't want to see all the you know, the Achievement Hunter stuff we throw in, they can watch just Red versus Blue. Or if they only want to see Achievement Hunter, they can do that. So. Or they can go to roosterteeth.com instead of watch it there, yeah. Yeah, yeah YouTube. absolutely. Roosterteeth.com. Your source for everything Rooster Teeth. That's right. Every video we've ever made appears on roosterteeth.com. Uh, I, what, is the, what is the cutoff for if people want to order from the store before Christmas? Uh, I have that in my email. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to say, depending on their shipping options, they can order as late as probably the 19th or the 20th. Mm-hmm. And get stuff in time. I think by re- like U.S. Postal Service, it's probably going to be around the seventeenth. But I will uh, I'll post that on the front page. Have we talked about the shirts that we got in the store that I'm so happy about? The red uh, the red flag and the blue flag shirts. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about them. Yeah, and today really. I put a new shirt in the store. Today, oh, we brought back an old favorite at your request. We brought back well, not at your request, but you it was one of your favorite shirts. And we were looking for an old shirt to highlight. Oh, what is it? I'm a gay robot. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. I've seen that one forever. Yeah, it's been it's been out of rotation for about three years, so two years. Awesome. When's the achievement on our shirt going up? Uh, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's being printed right now. Okay, so cool. end of the week. Maybe. No, no, like like. We we mentioned the achievement hunter shirt on, on an awu like three weeks ago, and I'm still like two weeks ago. Coming yeah. out, what's coming out? So I think I should make an achievement horse. horse. <laughs> I love saying that achievement horse <laughs> or an, an achievement shirt. Yeah, achievement. Someone someone needs to draw an achievement horse, like actually like a horse that's themed around achievements. Yeah, send that, that to Jack our, at achievementhunter.com. That could yeah. be our logo. Very well made up horse. Or you could send it to. No, I'm not gonna say that. All right. Well, cool. Well, let's wrap up. <laughs> All right. All right, let's wrap up. How do you, what do you want to talk we, about to uh, wrap up? We, <laughs> we <laughs> mentioned already, Bernie and Blaine, you know, that we mentioned that next week we're going to be uh, talking about nominations for Drunk Tank Awards, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Hey, uh, Drunk Tanks, feel free to find us. I'll write a journal post or I'll link you to them or something. Not, all right. not too late to buy all of your favorite Rooster Teeth gear and get it sent to your house by Christmas. And somebody should make us a holiday-themed song. That would be nice. So for we next week's Drunk Have a little Christmas music for... What? Maybe we'll get it in time for... Pod, podcast at roosterteeth.com. Is yeah. that what it is? Am ting, I going to be ting. in the podcast? What is today? The 8th? So right, we'll figure that out Tuesday. later. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Ta-ta.